0: Women do it all. At least we try to. The kids, the house, the partner, the business. It's a lot. The mom is the sun in her universe, the nucleus in her family. And high-achieving female executives, CEOs, and entrepreneurs want to be the best at everything all at once. But what about us? Our healing, our happiness, our health. There is a way to easily put ourselves first so that we can be the foundation we want to be for everybody else while we are thriving. Join me as I teach you how I learn to take care of myself consistently and without feeling any mom guilt. You can take care of you, feel great, and run your business and home with ease and harmony. Come reawaken your truest self so you can be the happy center of your dynamic world. I'm Katie Noel, the quantum health and mindset coach. Your health and happiness is only a quantum healing journey away. Hello, hello, ladies. Welcome to this week's episode of the Quantum Health and Mindset podcast. I am Katie Noel, the quantum health and mindset coach. I am so excited to be bringing guest experts to you every other week to integrate into the content that I release myself. I want you to have the opportunity to expand in your healing journey. I want you to have the opportunity to network with other driven women who are out there doing amazing things. I want you to have content, information, and value that's just poured into you in an easy and digestible way. And today I get the great honor of inter- interviewing Christy. And is it Baranovskis? It's Baranovskis. It. I should have asked you that before we begin. Um <laughs> Christy, you are an amazing person. I'm so excited to have you here. Christy works all around nutrition and cleaning up the guts, and clean eating and helping moms and kids to integrate that into their home and life. And I'm going to let you talk about that. But let me just give a quick introduction to Christy and then she can expand on that. Christy said, from the time I can remember, I struggled with food. Food was the center of our family gatherings growing up. Over time, food became a comfort and also what I turned to when I was bored. The problem was that the food I turned to was empty in calories and void of nutritional value. So Christy, thank you so much for being here, helping women everywhere, sharing your wisdom and knowledge. Can you talk to us about yourself and what you do and just give us a little introduction, please?
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so I'm Christy, and I kind of knocked the last name off of um, my intro. I just say now that I'm Christy from Clean Eating with Christy, because it's a lot easier to say two Um But what I do is I help moms in the kitchen, and I really help them to simplify their routines, simplify their meals so that they can cook healthy meals for their family without the overwhelm and the stress. Um, And so what that kind of has morphed into is me moving into a space of being a kitchen confidence coach. And I love to teach women how to be confident, not only in themselves as a person, but also in the kitchen. Um, And that is something that is so fun to watch and to watch my clients evolve
0: into. Oh my gosh. Even the title for what you do is fun. I I kitchen confidence coach like I just want to get in the kitchen with you right now. Um, Yeah, I absolutely love that, and I feel like there's so many moms out there who um, just need somebody to simplify and tell them what to do. They don't have time to do all the research, or maybe they know, but they can't implement it. It's it's a lot to actually functionally make that happen when you're a busy mom. It is, and there's a lot of
1: decision fatigue as well that comes with not only planning your meals, but what are you going to have? What night are you going to have it? And then the kids in the background are whining because they don't want to eat what you want to make, right? So it turns into like this stressful cycle, really, of like anxiety and overwhelm and stress. And so, um, you know, just a lot of that can play into ourselves and our being and, um, you know, what that looks like. So I, I like to just really simplify it knock it down. Um, and I think one of the things that I have learned at least over the past three years with me doing this is, um, you know, it meal planning and meal prepping is such a huge, big picture that we see. And, um, Instagram does not do any favors for us when we search up meal prepping or meal planning, because it gives us these beautiful pictures of, you know, containers of food. And this is what I've prepped for three hours on a Sunday. But in reality, we don't have that time. Um, And, but we still want to eat healthy and we still want to, you know, make those choices. So that's what I do is I just kind of take that big overall of meal prepping and meal planning and just help moms break it down into their family's lifestyle because everybody, everybody's family is different and we all have different needs. We all have different schedules. And so once you can just have a framework, then that can ebb and flow as you need to based on the season of life, the season of the year, um, you know what that is, but the framework and the implementation, like you said, is, is a really big one because that is the starting point. You have to start somewhere, um, instead of being in a state of chaos all the time. (laughs)
0: Oh, absolutely. And I yeah. feel like any part of your health journey, any part of your healing journey can become so overwhelming. Like you said, it's like that trigger and that stress. And and then what does that do? It puts you back into that place of turning to those unhealthy foods that you're trying to get away in the first from in the first place, right? So I'm just really excited to hear more about what you do. Um, Every time I bring in a guest, I'm like, oh, I want to hire you. Like, it's something everybody needs, right? I think that even if you feel like you're really doing okay, you you could hear these words in your description and go, hey, maybe there's an easier way. Maybe I could do this better. Like, maybe I'm just getting by right now is kind of what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, we we eat every day. My kids are hungry. I right. think you do pretty well, but I think that there's a lot more in there, and and I love that you say that it can ebb and flow because I think that when people look at hiring somebody for anything to help them to bring in an expert, it's it's always like this fear of or anticipation of like, well, what if what they tell me to do doesn't work for me? Right. Yes. And so it sounds like you really address that with your clients. Um, So let's dive in, Christy. How do busy moms even plan for the week? How does that happen? Yeah, so I am a firm believer
1: that moms are the CEOs of our family. (laughs) We know all the time what is happening. um, And that is why we, you know, our our brains, we feel like we have so much all the time and, and we're just like all over the place because we truly are trying to just organize everything. And so one of the things that helped me 18 years ago when I first started my health journey, um, I was a single mom at the time. I was trying to, I'm gonna say fix my relationship with food at the time, because that's, you know, I I was trying to figure my path out and and what I was doing, but also to wanting to lose weight and be healthy for my daughter. Um, I developed a system that worked for planning my meals, and being able to keep it very simple because I didn't have a lot of time and I did not have a lot of money to spend on, you know, these, you know, organic foods and, and all these things. And so what I did was I made a five-step system for weekly meal planning. And I have used that for the past 18 years and I know I'm going to use it for, you know, the future. Um, and what I do with that is sometimes all of those steps are done together. And sometimes they're like done separately. It just depends on my schedule for the week and what it is, Um, but it's always the same five. And that is one of those things where, you know, when you have a resource, when you have something in your toolbox that you can go back to, it doesn't matter how crazy your life is, you know that like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Let me just put my blinders on for a second because I know that this works um, and I can get my family through this week by using this system right? Um, and so it is, I, I can explain it to you if you want. It's pretty simple, the five steps, probably at least three of them. I know most of your listeners do not do. Um, and those are the most important steps that
0: will save you time and money. Uh, you know, I think everybody would be really <laughs> excited to be enlightened because I am sitting here going, I can do five steps. Five yeah. steps is manageable. Yeah. Absolutely. And then there's another part where it's like the two angels on the shoulder. There's another part that's going, there's no way it's that easy. Five steps is definitely not enough. And it's already like trying to overcomplicate things. And so I think there's just the biggest thing is there's a lot of emotion around food. And, and so I think everybody would love to hear some of your descriptions of your five steps. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so
1: first of all, to start with, Um, What I like to do, and this is like, I'm sure you probably do this with, with the women that you work with as well, right? Because consistency is key. So making sure that you are doing the same thing in order for it to work every single week. I like to have the same day each week that I sit down to plan my week. So for me, that looks like, Saturday or Sunday morning with my cup of coffee. Um, And it really doesn't take very long, but your first step is going to take your planner, whether it be digital or paper, and you take your planner and you look at your activities for the week. And if you haven't filled in your activities yet, then you take that time to do it because it's just like when you go to work, you need to know what meetings are coming up, who, you know, where you're going. If, you know, if you're going here, to the office or whatever that looks like otherwise you're going to show up like a hot mess right so the same thing at home look over the 5 to 7 days and say okay this is my schedule this is what i know because when that happens our brain then says okay hold on a second you don't have an hour to spend in the kitchen trying that new pinterest recipe that you just pinned last week right you you literally can do a dump and dump and throw in the slow cooker on that night and so you have a good idea of what your week looks like, so that's step number one. You cannot possibly effectively plan if you are all over the place. Um, so just grasp, grasp your schedule, update it, make any um, you know changes to it. Everybody in my family actually has a color. Um, I use a Google Calendar and I use a paper calendar. Just To balance everything for myself Um, but everybody has a color so they know their activities and where they're going and then the second step after you know what your week looks like before you even plan any meals you're going to shop your kitchen because I bet that you (laughs) even have multiple um, spaghettis tomato sauces, you know, lentils, rice, you buy things in the freezer, you know, the meat is on sale. So you stock up on, you know, some meat in the freezer. Um, There's things in our house that we can save time because again, right, we are saving time in the kitchen. Use what we have in the kitchen. So take stock of what you have and what you can use first of all. And then your third step now you can take your schedule that you know for the week and what you already have at home and start to plan your meals for the week. And when I talk about meal planning, I don't talk about all five, six, seven days. I actually talk about three to four days at the most because life happens. And if you plan six or seven days, You are going to be stressed because if you get all of those items that you need for those meals and then life happens or, you know, somebody comes over and you end up doing something different, that's where the stress and the overwhelm comes in because you've prepared yourself for that, right? Um, And also, too, we might lose money that way as well because those items are going to go bad. So just look, do three to four days at a time and plan one of those nights even to be a leftover night. That's like a bonus for you, because then it's just a quick, you know, like heat up or make into a taco bar or something like that. Um, and then that's where you can take those brand new Pinterest recipes too and say, Hey, you know what? I have extra time on Wednesday night. I'm going to try that brand new recipe here, but Monday night, that's going to be a real quick one. Um, and it just gives our time, our brain time to understand everything. Um, with that. So you can write those down. And what I suggest is to write those down in pencil on your planner um, and in pencil, because then you can move them around if you need to, right. They're not stuck in stone. I love all of it. And, um, and then your step four is, and this is where this is a different um, probably idea, but step four is because you know your schedule already and you know, what's in your kitchen. According to the meals that you've picked in step three, then step four, you are only going to write down on your list, whether you go to the store, whether you order it online, only write down what you need, because this is where the, you can go back to the first couple steps and know what you need instead of a guessing game, right? Because how many times do we wander through the store and we like, oh, maybe I'll make this. So let me grab this, right? Maybe I'll make this, maybe let me grab this. Now you have exactly what you need and you don't have to make extra trips to the store during the week because you're going to have them based on what your schedule is already. So everything fits together. So you are saving yourself time and you are also saving yourself money because every time you go back to the store, it's gas, it's time, and you probably grab a couple other items off the shelf as well, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I feel very seen as you're speaking. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's been in my kitchen you with know, all my pretty dark secrets. And I've just been profiled. <laughs> I mean, it's, but this is where,
1: I mean, I used to be there too, right? So this is where the steps came from. This is, it's normal that um, this is what we do because we get in this cycle. Um and then step five is actually probably one of my favorites, which is so now you've gone to the grocery store, you know your schedule, you know your you know what that looks like. Step five before you put your groceries away, you already know what you're making, so there's no guesswork again, right? You already know what you're making. So I like to use the term front loading. So front load your week by prepping, not like cooking and like finishing everything, but like if you're having tacos, You could brown the meat, you could cut the onions, um, you know, and like cut the peppers, right? Put them in a container. And then when it comes to that night for tacos, all you have to do is warm up the meat and add the seasoning, right? And you've already saved yourself five, 10 minutes already with that. Um, And especially for women that are looking, not even just women, but just families in general, looking to eat healthier, right? How many times do we buy the celery or the peppers with good intent that I'm going to use these for snacks during the week. I'm going to eat my vegetables and they end up at the bottom of the crisper. And then we throw them away because they're soggy. This is the time in step five, where you would put them, um, like cut them and put them in a container so that at snack time, it's easy to grab them instead of the pretzels, right? Um, It's a trade off. And also too, if you have kids, this is where they come in the kitchen because you go back to the schedule of this is what the meal looks like. This is the night that we're having the meals, right? Now you can tell them exactly their job. So you are gaining confidence in the kitchen because you have control over your schedule, you get to guide your family in lifelong skills and they get to touch all the vegetables and some of the foods before they are presented with it. It just creates a completely different um, mindset at dinner time. even.
0: Well, it's this involvement that, that we try to have for our kids. And, and if you don't have you helping yourself, right? Then, then it's like mealtime comes and you're like, get out of the kitchen. I just have to get this done. We're already late. We have to hurry. And, and so, um, and, and I know my youngest is six and a half and she's always like, mama, what can I do? Mama, I want to help you. And I feel so terrible when I turn her away, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of the pieces, right. That, that is just not safe for her. And if I already done some of those more adult jobs, then she can come in and do those kid things. Right. And we so you can it. I actually
1: off of Amazon, I bought a couple of years ago for my daughter, um, a set of kids knives for cutting. Like they're like almost like silicone. Like they couldn't even cut my hand if they wanted to, but they'll cut through a cucumber and like a pepper. And so while, well, I mean, it's not the neatest, but she still got to touch the vegetables, she still was able to practice that skill that, you know, um, cutting and, you know, eye hand coordination. So like there are a lot of things when we think about it now, my oldest is 23. Like I look at her and I'm like, okay, I need to teach my eight year old skills so that when she gets out on her own, right, they know how to we want our kids to know more than to how to make mac and cheese. Like, like, that's just, it's, it's, we want that, but yet at the same time, we're afraid, or we don't know how to bring them into the kitchen and to teach them alongside of us um, with that. And so many conversations happen in the kitchen when you're, you know, cooking with them and when you're talking about the vegetables and the fruits, and it's just a different, it's so much better than yelling at them to turn the TV off or get your homework done or, you know just talk to them. And it's just a different, it's not what we're used to. That's the, you know, that's the thing. We're always used to being in a hurry and to rushing. And so we have to slow down. Our kids need to see us, um, you know, also do that. So those five steps can be broken down all at once. You can spread them out depending on how you need to, but I promise you they will work every single time.
0: I mean, it seems as you said it, and, and now looking back and, and knowing all five at once, I'm thinking, why didn't I think of this? This makes so much sense. Like how many times the one that really got me is when I go to the store and I have no idea what's at home in my kitchen. Like I'm going to the store and I'm buying all this stuff. And I don't know. I'll often ask my 15 year old, right? Because she does help in the kitchen. I'm like, do we have celery? Is there still cabbage at the house? And then Invariably, right, and she'll be like, "No, we don't have any." And I get back, and I'm like, "We have three heads of celery." Why, why don't you know this? And it's like, "No, that's not her job; it's mine." But I just don't have time, so it's like you're really saving yourself time. And so many instances in life, we go, "Well, I don't have time for this," and it's like you actually don't have time not to do this. So. Right.
1: And that's the big piece of it where we are always rushed during the week. Right. And especially more so now, like I'm very, very fortunate and I'm so grateful every single day that I have a schedule now that I am at home and I, I get to do this. But when I was working outside the home, I was sometimes 60 plus hours a week. And I look back now and I'm like, how the heck did I even like manage it but I did it because you had to but you're constantly in that state of rush but I the way that I did it was because I knew like I had everything prepped because everything was like down to the minute and so it was like I in containers galore in the fridge of things that were cut up and ready to go because in order for me to maintain my weight loss I knew there were certain things that I had to do and choices that I had to make, like just conscious choices every single day that, no, I can't just eat out every day or I can't just stop at, you know, the bagel store and get a bagel in the morning on my way into work. Like that's not sustainable for me. I'm not going to be a healthy person and I'm not going to feel my best, Um, you know? So I think it just kind of all circles back as well. We have to ask ourselves, what are our goals? what do we want for us and for our family? And then that's also how we can implement that meal planning as well. Um, And summertime, spring, summer tends to be a busier time than most just because of sports and vacations, but you can still use everything just depending on where you are and you know what that looks like.
0: Well, and I love that you know, you've been doing this for three years. You said, but really, you've been doing this for closer to twenty years, right? Yeah, twenty-three years, and um, it, it's it's very similar to in my practice. It's like you are the walking, talking example. If you were working sixty hours a week, you have multiple kids, you had a career, you put all these different things like you have done this through all the different phases and stages of length. And and that's that's when you know something is truly effective. And it's not that you're perfect all the time, but you have that consistency and you have a foundational system to guide you. And and I just love all of this because you're breaking it down to really the moms don't have to think about yeah. this very much. You're re- yeah. really taking the workload off of their mind. And so I can just imagine that that allows your clients to clear up their relationship with food and actually enjoy food. Just that one part. Right. Well, and they get to experience it in a different way too,
1: because then it's more of, you know, like, okay, so this is what I'm going to make for dinner or, you know, let me, let me try this. Right. Um, And one of the things that I talk about a lot in bringing the kids into the kitchen is ask them, ask them what they want to try. Also too, I am a huge proponent. Like if you, if you know me at all, you, you know, see my Instagram, um, you know, feed pictures, my little one, she comes grocery shopping with me. She, first of all, she keeps me on track, but she, you know, she comes grocery shopping with me. She picks So she knows what everything is. She picks it out, puts it in the bag for me. Um, She helps me in the kitchen. Like she even sits down. There's some weeks where we've had really bad weeks and I'm like, okay, you need to sit down then with me and help me figure out what we're going to have for dinner. Instead of you whining, I want you to tell me and to talk about what recipes do you like. And even going that far is like, tell me three meals that you want and let's make a grocery list according to that. And then when she comes home, and she says, what's well, for dinner? I get to put it back. And I say, what did you pick tonight? And then she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. OK. And then it's OK. Then we, we miss all of that, like chaos and that overwhelm. And then she's like, yeah. And you'd be amazed that when when you involve the children in the kitchen, they love it. They are so confident. They are so proud of what they are doing and contributing to the family. It's probably one of the most amazing things ever.
0: Well, I, I just can't imagine um, being kind of a fly on the wall with all of your clients and their little ones at different ages and different little personalities. Right. But it's it's one of those things. That it, I mean, you're really you're doing your homeschooling. You're involving yourself in your kids education. And it's the kind of education that we're moving more toward in the world that like kids need this. Kids need to know how to be involved in Prepping their food, prepping all of their things. I absolutely love all of this involvement that the kids have. I'm gonna go on Amazon tonight and get my little ones some knives. I just feel like it's such an experience for them, right? And 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 that that's wild to me because parents work so hard sometimes to create like experiences for their kids that are really stressful for the parent to create, right? Vacations and fun days and things like that. And it's like, They're little kids. If you make daily life an experience, they're going to enjoy that. And this is like, this is what I always tell my kids. It's like FaceTime, right? Like this is my FaceTime with you where we're actually involved in one another's lives. We're having the same conversation. We're doing the same activity. It's quality time together. And so you're taking something and relieving so much stress, so much anxiety. You're relieving time and effort and money, stress and angst. You're getting the kids involved. They're gonna do half the work for you. I mean, kids love to do the work. They love it when we let them do the work. And so I think it's just like a mom thing, right? Or like a woman thing.
1: Like we feel the need to take on all the responsibilities and we feel guilty if we have somebody help us. But yet at the same time, one of the number one things that I hear moms say is I wish I didn't have to do so much in the kitchen. So then who else is in the, like, who else is in the house, right? So let's do some delegating. And that is also too, I think it has evolved over the past few years with the women that I work with is part of being confident is also hearing our voice, telling other people what to do and delegating and saying, it's okay that I'm not doing it all because I can't do it all, right? Like I need help. And your kids also, what we're showing them is that we're not taking everything on. We are asking for help. We are, you know, doing those things and still performing all the responsibilities. But, um, you know, it's a shared, it's a shared experience, like you said, and it's an experience. It doesn't have to be something that you dread. It it can be joy. I mean, dance parties in the kitchen, those are put some music on when I'm, when I'm cooking and my girls know that I start singing and like, I'll use a spatula and, you know, start singing and why not? It's fun. It's joy, right? Like we get to do that with our kids. Nobody else can
0: do that, but us. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I'm such a goofy authentic <laughs> mom. Like my kids are just total goofballs and I have all girls too. So it's like, Taylor Swift dance parties like all day, every day. Right. And so I think that that's so empowering. I think it's really noteworthy also to think about, um, I'm in this field, right? We are in this field of female entrepreneurs and, and we're not just hesitant to delegate to our family, but I think that what doesn't get talked about enough a lot is like delegating. It seems to be like in my Circle talked about like, oh, I'm going to hire somebody. Like, I'm going to hire this out, and it's and and not that that's a bad thing. Maybe that's what you need in your life right now. But what you might need is to rather than pushing the food experience away, get intimate with it. Get dirty, you know. Get down in there. Um, and and have the kids picking the vegetables at the store. Have them expediting the process and make it this. Um wholesome learning experience instead of pushing going this is too much I'm too stressed and and hiring out because you might not always have the capacity to hire out and you haven't actually healed or solved the problem if you Uh, hire oh my
1: god I love that yeah no you're so right like um yeah you you haven't and food is one of those things I think you know I have healed so differently in these past couple years than I ever thought that I would. Um, But food, we rely on food. Like food is one of those things that you absolutely have to have. And so you cannot ignore it. You cannot push it down. Um, You can numb yourself with food, but then that's, you know, like that's a different thing. And so when you look, when you're able to see food in that light of, I need you every day i need you for sustenance i need you for my health it becomes a different way that you want to um interact with the food right and like your food relationship does change because it's no longer in a hurry it's actually wait a minute this is something that is purely whole for my body and then you want to be able to share it with your family um Instead of just saying, well, this is mommy's food because I'm eating healthy. And then this is the rest of the food. Right. So, like, and, and that's a lot of the women that I work with as well, because we're coming off of that diet culture and we've done all of the yo yo diets and we've done all of that. And now they want sustenance, they want something sustainable, they want to be able to actually live and enjoy their life. And, that, you know, food is part of that. So it's just a totally different relationship. And when your children can see that you are building such a huge foundation for them to be able to not go through that same experience that we did and restricting and, um, you know, all of, all of those yo-yos and (laughs) and movements. And I don't even know what it was, you know, that I did, but, um, it's (laughs) just It wasn't healthy and it wasn't good for anybody, right? No. And I don't want that for my girls. I don't want that experience. I want it to be joy. I want it to be um, you know, just something that they don't even think about, right? They
0: just they do it and they know how to do it. I love that stuff. Well, and I think that I think that you lead us into our next question really well here. Um, because it, it does seem easier, I think, for a lot of women to just eat healthy themselves. And like, they're never going to be able to get their kids to stop eating animal crackers and goldfish crackers and eat a piece of fruit or vegetable. So it's like, you're saying it's possible. But for the women out there who are going, I don't know, Christy, I think it actually might be easier to just eat healthy myself and let this one go. What would you say to them? What are some creative ways to introduce new foods to your picky eaters?
1: So first of all, let me say it is easier to not do it. Um, but then we're not creating the environment that we want to create with our family, right? Um, and so we just go back to the goals. So one of the things that I use, and um, I still use it today, I even use it with my husband. So <laughs> it works for all ages. All ages. No surprise. No, I know, right? Uh, sometimes for me too, like on a busy day, but one of the things that I like to use is um, snack trays. So I have, and they're not expensive. You probably have things at home. Like I've gotten some really cute things at the Target Dollar Bin or at Marshall's, but also too, the muffin tins work really well that we all have at home. Um, So nothing crazy. And what I will do is I will, so the other thing that we have to think about too is when we tell our children they have to do something, their immediate reaction is to say, no, I don't want to, right? And so we- do the same thing with food. We tell them they have to eat their vegetables. We say it's because it's good for you and it's going to make you strong, but that doesn't mean anything to them. They don't understand that. And so we need to make it relatable to them. And so one of the things I started to do with my daughter was do these snack trays with her. And I would always pick one food that I knew hands down she loved. Like there was no argument and blueberries were always her, blueberries and raspberries are like her favorite things. Um, So those are always, you know, for sure. And then I would usually pick one or two foods that I wanted her to try. Maybe she'd had them in the past, but didn't really, you know, know what they were. So I would pick, you know, maybe broccoli or snap peas, something else. Um, And then I always put kind of what I call on there, like a treat food. So that might be your goldfish. That might be, um, you know, like a mini bagel, something that you know that they like, but also too, you don't want them to eat all of the time. Um, And the snack trays are really good because they are appropriate for their little fingers to pick. It's non-threatening because they're put in little, you know, little containers. Um, If you're using muffin tin, the other thing that I used on Amazon was I got the silicone muffin cups and you can get them in really bright colors. And so you can fill those cups up and just put them on a regular plate, but they're so colorful and it's like crayons, right? When we color, we want the bright colors, the same with food. Our mind is drawn to food. So we want to eat what's in those. Um, and so just putting those out and even like on what I'll do sometimes when she comes home from school is I'll have one already pre-made and I'll put it on the table for her. So she's not asking me for a snack. She sees that it's already there, but there's a selection. It's not just like one or two things. It's a selection. So she can pick and choose and whether she knows it or not, Usually like nine times out of ten, everything is gone. And it's even the food that she maybe isn't like her favorite.
0: Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. So- I love that. It's so like You know, kids need that tactile experience. It's finger foods, it's it's colorful presentation. I mean, even for us, right? Like we every every time you see food, it's supposed to be a pleasurable experience, right? So if it's presented in a fun or beautiful way, you're gonna be like, Oh, look at me all spoiled over here, you know? I don't know. (laughs) I
1: mean, about it right when you go to mcdonald's or you go to wendy's and you get a happy meal or you know whatever it's in a fun box that they get to open up it's that experience right and so we want our children and when we go out to eat at a nice restaurant it's presented beautifully and we are like so excited to eat it so we want to endorse that we want to that's what we want to present The one thing, though, that we have to remember, and I think this is really hard for moms to remember, um, I forget about it too, right? When you buy packaged food, every single piece is designed to be the same and to taste the same. Goldfish, they're exactly the same. When you buy a fresh thing of blueberries, some are going to be sour, some are going to be softer. Some are going to be, you know, like squishier, maybe some are going to be fatter. And so for children, sometimes that can be really hard for them to process because crackers and chips and all of those things are exactly the same. Granola bars, everything is exactly the same when it comes out. That's how it's designed to be. But nature doesn't work that way, right? So it gives you other things. And so that's a difficult, and they don't know how, that's why there's temper tantrums. That's why they're throwing, that's why they don't like things. Um, They don't know how to explain that to us. But then when, that's why, when we give them goldfish crackers, they will eat the entire bag because they know what is going to taste like. Um, Yeah. It's, it's such a safety piece of it. Right. And even like I mean, that that's a whole other conversation, but that's why trying it several different times a couple times is, you know, a, a good exposure for them, right? To be able to try it different ways of roasted broccoli instead of steamed broccoli, broccoli with salt on it, broccoli with a like a little dip on it, so that they get to decide for themselves how they like it. Um, And just experience those different things because it all, it it tastes different and their brain is still processing everything.
0: Um, I I love everything you're saying and I could go way off and I just sort of interject like, and that's what happens in these interviews, right? I have so much to say, but basically um, their brains and their bodies are still developing. Their gut is still developing. Their palate is still developing. Their brain is still developing. And so it's going to change. So if you have a kid, I think what you're ultimately saying is like, They might seem like picky eaters, but re-exposure to this food in varieties of times and ways is giving them the opportunity to experience the food. And it's brand new for them every time. It's it's completely different. Right? Like a strawberry or like something else.
1: Um, And the other thing that is really hard, and this is where like tough love comes in as a coach, is if you buy the goldfish, they're going to eat the goldfish. That's just it, right? You can't you can't not have the goldfish there and like not expect them to eat it. So I think that's the um, you know, that's the other piece to it too is like as moms, what are we doing when we are buying these foods? And are we then supplementing in other ways or are we just buying the same things and expecting things to change? Because then we can take a deeper look into ourselves too. And if I'm still doing the same things over and over again, it's not gonna change. Right. So there has to be somewhere where you draw the line and you say, okay, um, and again, that's us using our voice and being empowered and saying, you know what? I want better for you. And this is what I want us to do together as a family. So it, it's a buy-in for everybody, right? And they want they want to feel better. So, um, you know, it just, it's a process. It's not an over the night, overnight um, thing, but it certainly is worth it when you look back at it. Um you know, I them. <laughs>
0: well and you and I both have this really great perspective. This I, I love having kids that are older and teenagers and, and and having the perspective of like, wow, the things that I invested in that were not easy, like you said, you're like, it actually is harder to do it this way, but they were so worth it. And so I think when you have really little kids, you think to yourself, like, oh, that's so far down the line. But really, when you look at like a five year old who's in kindergarten, a little picky eater, and then you look at a fifteen year old, like that's a person who's making most of their food choices on their own. And so we really have this small window of time to impact our children, and it's such an opportunity for us to impact ourselves. So I love that you're you're this confidence kitchen coach because uh, I I I just can't even think of a better name, and and it's so dynamic. It, it, there's so much packed into those words. Um, really quick, I just wanted to ask, like, how can tracking your food help you to reach your goals? Because it's like the goals seem pretty big, right? And, and kind of overwhelming. And so I know that all of those five steps help, but you've also talked about tracking your food. So how can that help you reach your goal?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, going back to, you have to take a look, first of all, at your goal, what is your goal? Um, And for most of us at the beginning, it's usually weight loss right? Um, that's usually how it starts. And then once we start to whittle everything down, it it turns into other things, but um, even weight loss, right? So like if we take, let's say 20 pounds and we break that down into let's do five increments of four, right? Um, it's easier than that big 20. That can be like a lot when we think about it. Um, and so what tracking your food does is, and I'm not talking about like the macros. I'm not talking about the, like the ounces. I'm just talking about just tracking it in general. So, you know, why you are feeling the way that you're feeling and you can look back at it, right? Because a lot of times we don't realize what we are putting in our mouth because it is such a habit and because it's just something that we're used to. So when I can look back and I say, I can say, oh, yesterday I had a bagel with cream cheese for breakfast, Um, I did have a salad for lunch and then, you know, I had spaghetti for dinner, right? That way I can look at it and be like, oh, well maybe that explains why I'm bloated. Right. Or maybe that explains why my pants are tighter today than they were. And what I like to do with that information then is tweak it a little bit and then say, okay, so how can we add more fiber in here? How can we add more protein in here? And what are the ways that we can do that? Um, and being consistent with it will eventually lead you to understanding the way that you are eating and the food that you are eating also affects the way that you feel because one of the things that a lot of coaches don't do. And like I said, I don't do macros. I don't do calories. I'm not that. um, That's not how I coach my clients, but what I do do in addition to just writing down the food is I want you to write down how you feel because how you feel, and I know you believe this as well, it goes hand in hand with what we're eating. It might not show up for 12, 24 hours later, but we can always go back and we can say, that's the reason why. And then that's how we can track it because if you are consistently feeling the same way, then we can consistently go back and we can look at the food or the coupled foods that really are affecting it. And we can take that out, but give you something else to put in there um, that really will make you feel better. And you get to then experiment with that and start that. So tracking for me is a story. It really is just a, it's a story. It tells how you're feeling. It's very eye-opening. Um, and I like to have it express that way instead of just being very like well 1200 calories 1400 calories because i was in that space for too long um so let it tell your story let it let your body be able to feel it and then we can go back and we can then um give you foods that are going to make you feel amazing and really then you can start to track those and see the difference it's amazing to see the difference of like tracking when you feel crappy and tracking when you feel amazing and being able just to be like, oh my God, I actually get to
0: feel this way this is the coolest thing ever. Oh my gosh, I love it. You just really are empowering women and that confidence really needs to be in your title. It's so important. I just feel like so many women are going to just light up when they listen to this and go, oh my gosh, There's an answer, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, You really are allowing their bodies with this tracking method to be understood, right? Because when they're rushing and when they're hurrying up, you know, without those five steps and without the tracking, you you don't even realize why you're feeling bad. You're just trying to get through the day And, and it can really transpire into not just healthier Relationships with food, healthier relationships with your kid, but healthier bodies that feel happier. Yes. oh my god, actually, really excited and and lively, and you have lots of energy, and so do your kids, and there's less fits, and and so it's like this is a foundational piece you eat every day, like you said, all day, every day. We're eating, and so every time we eat, it's it's actually an opportunity to harness feeling really fantastic and helping your kids to feel that way too so I can just imagine your kids going to public school and like schooling the other kids they're like let me tell you why you feel so bad today did you think it was in your lunch bag yesterday (laughs) a quick
1: story last year we were coming we were walking back from softball and I was walking with the moms and my she was seven at the time so she was in the back and she goes the mom says Christy do you hear what she's saying to my daughter and i was like no and she goes she's talking about brussels sprouts <laughs> I was like, oh yeah because actually we had those and we were growing brussels sprouts at the time because i have a tower garden in my basement um and so one of my you know things for the tower garden is i want her to experience that food and to see what it is so it was just it was so funny how she was like christy do, do you hear what she's saying and i was like oh yeah brussels sprouts yep because those are normal letter. <laughs> Like you know, all seven-year-old like Brussels sprouts, right? <laughs> it's normal, right? <laughs> but it just goes to show you that truly, and she wasn't embarrassed, right? Like that was the thing. She was. It was like a normal conversation that she was having about food and Brussels sprouts and how this little girl should enjoy Brussels sprouts. And um it just that to me is just confirming that you know what, I'm I'm doing a pretty good job then if if my seven-year-old can talk about Brussels sprouts with no conviction. <laughs>
0: we're good. (laughs) You're on the, you're on the right track for sure. It's, I think it's just amazing. You started out with this journey that was about you losing weight and it's become about so much more. And now you've got this entire generation of kids that you're helping to transform because it's not just your daughter, you know, it's all these other kids of, women who you're helping who are walking around talking about Brussels sprouts and they're really never going to look back and you know they're not going to have this battle they're not going to have this struggle of like really not feeling good and having to change their habits because they start out with the good habits they start out with the integration of being in the kitchen being close to their food enjoying their food and that's so different than the generation that we came from where women are just they hate eating, they hate the food, they hate the way they feel, they hate the way they look, and there's so much negativity. So thank you on behalf of all women everywhere for bringing in positivity to eating. This is such a wonderful experience. I'm sure your clients just praise you and Um, I love all of this. So Christy, I want to make sure that our audience has your availability. So for everybody listening, all of Christy's contact information, all of her social media links are going to be in the show notes. You can access those at any time. But Christy, can you tell us what is the best way to get in touch with you and learn more about what you do?
1: Yeah. So the best way to get in touch with me is on Instagram right now. Um, And right now in my bio, I actually just have a form that you can fill out. You don't even have to know exactly what you need in the kitchen. It is just a, Hey, I know I need help. I just, you know, something. And then um, we can chat more, but Instagram is the way and stories. I kind of give a a preview into my daily life and how I bring food into the kitchen with my kids and, and what I do. So if you just want to kind of like get ideas, then, um, stories are a
0: great way to do that too. Oh, that's fantastic. I know everybody's just going to love this and gobble it up. So <laughs> thank you again so much for being here, for sharing your story and, and all about your expertise and what you do and, and your, your daughter's stories and, and just creating a foundation for healthy food relationships for women everywhere. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. A perfect way to end my day. Thank you. (laughs) Excellent. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you were interested in contacting Christy, then go ahead and look in the bio and it are, I'm sorry, in the show notes and you'll see all of her information. And you can always reach out to me via email or get a hold of me on Facebook. All of that is in the show notes as well. And I hope you all have a good day. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Quantum Health and Mindset podcast today. Ladies, if you took the time to listen to this, it means you really care about yourself. Congratulations on taking a small step to putting yourself first. If you liked what you heard, we'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes. Thanks again for joining us. And don't forget to check out my free Facebook group, Quantum Health Healing and Happiness for Women.